What's going on? And welcome back to another episode of Film Fit, where we sit down and talk with other creators and creatives, talking about their processes and their experiences. Today, I'm joined with Josh Carpita. What's going on, Josh? How are you? I'm good. I'm good. So, uh, <clears throat> what brings you here today? Got an invite. Josh and I, we actually kind of go way back. Um, couldn't tell you when, but we go way back. That's for sure. Um, I probably honestly wouldn't have the job that I have today without Josh intervening in some way, shape, or form. Yeah, I got you in there because I didn't want to do any work. Amen. Hey, Josh, honestly, and, and, and I think we've talked, uh, uh, We like our friend group kind of talks about this. Josh, he's like the smartest worker. He's a definition of work smarter, not harder, because he will get everybody and their mother to do the job that he's supposed to be doing. He'll like recruit them to do their job. And so that he can just like sit back and say that he's doing something like, well, he like he built the team, but like he's not doing literally anything. Yeah. I mean, remember when uh, I was training you to do lights and I just kind of walked away. Yep. And then now we're here. Yeah. Yep. You know how to run lights. You're kind welcome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, Josh, I brought you on here to kind of talk about photography, kind of talk about what you're doing. And so Josh here is like. A photography friend of mine who honestly is quite talented and so with all of that I was just kind of wondering where did Josh get his start in the world of photography and what made you want to do photography specifically um it was more of an accident okay Chris was like hey you want to take photos I'm like yeah I don't want to do anything else so yeah I'll try to give it a go um and I enjoyed it and how long ago was that um I'd say a little more than a year ago or oh, okay yeah, around there. And uh, so, like, I know Andrew, right? Andrew's your cousin, right? Yeah. I know he did photography. Did any of that have anything to play into it? No. No? He oh. just did weddings with his dad. Oh, okay. I, I didn't know. Yeah. He just kind of had, like, the side hustle. Yeah, I mean, he... He has every side hustle, though. Yeah. Like, you'll be going to Starbucks, you know, I want some food or something to drink, and you just see him there working. Yep. You're like, Andrew, he's gone. Yep. It's weird. He turned around. Yeah. Disappears. He's gone. Yep. never there so what kind of like what what inspires you i think like what inspires you like to continue to do photography like what what is the inspiration to keep growing what what do you find cool about photography if you will um well like a lot of times i get burnt out okay like super quick but i won't touch a camera for like a month maybe but if i see something that i like or that maybe just I feel like it's super interesting with the smallest details you know I'll I'll start taking photos of that um but mainly like the end goal is to be able to see how far I've come Mm -hmm. like most recent content I put out you know I could have edited it a lot better Mm -hmm. but that was edits from when I took the photos and I kind of wanted to post them to kind of like be able to look back at like okay this is what I used to take you know photos like and this is what I do now Mm. and what's your Instagram handle uh, at Josh Carpita. Nice. That'll be in the show notes, by the way. Like, what, like, what, what do you find? Like, what, what specifically do you find in photography? Like, what, which specific field do you like find more passionate? Like, so, um, you know, like, I'm not a huge fan of portraits anymore. I used to be, but like now I'm kind of finding my way into product, object, landscape, so on and so forth. And so, like, which specific um, mode of photography do you like enjoy the most? Um, I mean, I may just take photos of cars. Okay. Just because, you know, they don't have bad hair days. They don't blink. They're in the middle of a photo. They're just there, you know? Mm-hmm. 
I don't have to work with around anybody or their schedule. Just kind of park a car and I'll go take photos. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've also really been interested in like action photography. Like, you know, when there's a moment okay. instead of just somebody's posing for something. Okay. Like, like almost like documenting, like documentary type type beat. Yeah. Like if it were a documentary, but like in the world of photography. Yeah. Like. Interesting. Um, I got burnt out, so I grabbed the one of the lenses you had. I forget which one. I remember. But yeah. it was like you know there was a big photo shoot going on with a bunch of guys, but I feel like everybody gets photos of the cars, mm-hmm. but most of these guys never get photos of themselves. Mm. So like I just went around, you know, just took photos of everybody while they were like just there doing yeah, their thing, just having a good time. What is your take on um? this quote that's when okay so i sent my photos to somebody once and i was like hey just like look what i got this one time and they were like literally their their quote was they're like it's really cool to see your perspective they're like the photos and the videos that you take are direct translation of what's going on in your head while looking at your surroundings what's your take on that i think i can agree with that because um you'll see some photographers that are more into smaller details and you can tell that that's what they'd notice Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes you're walking around, you don't notice the smallest details. You're kind of just, okay, I see that. Yeah, you cool. see the world at, uh, at a uh, uh, like Wider. a macro position yeah. instead of like a micro position. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, I think that's really interesting. Mm-hmm. Super philosophical. Yeah. Um, what do you do on like, like what do you do? Like what is your day-to-day? Outside of photography, what is your day-to-day? Man, I wake up at like 2 p.m. Okay. I go to work right away. Where do you work? That's uh, more where I'm getting. Where do you work? Well, me and my buddy started our own business. Okay. At logo.shop. Okay. Yeah. Also in the show notes. Yeah, good. But yeah, we're having a drop 17th. It's crazy. 17th. So that's today. In it's reference to when the podcast is coming oh, out, that's today. Yeah. Yeah. 9 p.m. So go where to get your logo.shop. Okay. That's it. Got it. I'm that's glad. You can Google that? Yeah. Okay. I know. It's surprising. Um, are you. The, the question, though, is not only what you do, but are you happy doing what you're doing and why? Yeah. Why? Um, I mean, I don't really have anything to complain about. Okay. You know, I'm fed. I have food. I have clothes. I have shelter. I have a family. Mm-hmm. Like, I have friends. Uh, I don't really have much to complain about. Like, but I've been given so much. Are you happy in your job, specifically? Yeah, like, I'm pretty you, happy in my you, job. Yeah. Now, what are, you, what are your, like, dreams, aspirations? What do you want to get to? Like, in the next five years, where do you see Josh? Next five years? <clears throat> I never really think that far ahead. No? No. Because uh, I feel like a lot of people get hung up on the bigger goal mm-hmm. in life instead of the small things they can do to get to that big goal. So they're, yep. they're just chasing one big goal, and they're running towards it, but they could just, you know, be taking these steps in, you know, mm-hmm. a shorter time steps to reach that goal yeah i i honestly i i I agree with that and i think i think it's it's healthy to have quote-unquote dreams but i think so many people are so fascinated with the idea of your future of your destiny of like what you have and like you know coming towards you and like you know what can i do to get to this later goal and they you know (coughs) you're always dwelling on this later goal and i i think people forget to like stop and recognize that like today they're sitting at their goal that they put in place five five years ago so like five years ago my goal was to be doing 
filmmaking as a as a career mm-hmm. and like I'm there like I'm I'm I've met that goal now am I still dreaming of of, of, of five years from now but like I I should stop and like wow holy cow like I am where I am now therefore I'm happy but I'm still pushing forward and still growing to achieve an, another five year goal if you will mm-hmm. yeah yeah you're right I mean from five years today more and more and like i think so many photographers have like dreams to become a professional photographer like get paid for their work and all this kind of stuff and there's very very few photographers that i know that get paid for their passion projects like uh for instance like there's like brendan north out there and he's a photographer and he does passion projects he doesn't do client work Mm -hmm. and he makes thousands and thousands of dollars a week just selling his uh, his artwork and he sells it like artwork but that's one in how many photographers there are in the world and so i think the because there's so many people that seek their passion to become their job and once it becomes their job they lose the passion because it's not what they thought it was going to be and so you keeping your job your career and your passion separate i think will help you personally achieve uh like or keep that passion for photography like i don't think you'll uh, uh, in the end goal i don't think you'll end up getting burnt out on photography because you never allowed your photography to become your work Mm -hmm. you just allowed it to stay your passion yeah that's i like your perspective because um i do agree with that Mm -hmm. i feel like when you make something your job you're going to get sick of it yeah if you're not careful yeah you have to be very very strategic on how to like maintain a work in like passion balance i think with like right now i'm mainly filming mm-hmm. for work but that's like super easy filming like i'm not doing anything that you're doing i'm pretty much sitting in a truck bed trying not to fall out and holding a phone that's way more exciting that's exciting it is fun yeah yeah and i think that's how you like continue to find uh you just find like the fun things like you find the day-to-day things that like keep you passionate keep you going keep you inspired you know like if you come to work and you dread work, right? If you dreaded going to work for the the low glow, right? Like if you mm-hmm. dreaded doing that, then why do it? You know, like yeah. especially since you guys started it, like, I don't know why I would dread doing anything I started, you know, because I had a passion for it originally. But again, if you're not careful, it will eventually just become mundane work. Yeah. Without a meet, I mean, you got a lot of people around, mm-hmm. you got a lot of, the, a lot of cars around, and I feel like just so many people have seen it mm-hmm. that it doesn't really interest me that much to go take a photo of it. Yeah. Because, I mean, you know, everybody's seen it. They could have just walked by and seen the same thing I'm taking a photo of uh-huh. at the same spot. So, but I do like your interpretation of taking photos that have already been done. Uh-huh. But I feel like that's different. Yeah, I guess it's different than a car. I guess yeah. car, car meets are slightly different. Um, yeah, I mean, like yeah they're different um what was i gonna say you said something about oh you said uh that like some photos are perfect and and i think that's like a it's it's subjective it's a it's a broad term like saying that photos are perfect because like one person it could be yeah to one person a photo is perfect but to another person it's probably one of the worst photos i've ever seen yeah because I think that photos, what's what's so special about photos is that photos have the ability to like capture a moment in time, right? Mm-hmm. They have the ability to capture an emotion. They have the ability to capture an event. And I think when 
people like once you get like good at photography like once you just get your basics down like when you understand iso shutter speed white balance all those kind of things like when you understand all those things in a collective you can manipulate it however you want and so like as long as my shot's not overexposed or as long as my shot didn't miss focus or whatever that might be then your photo is automatically good like mm -hmm. you don't have like a bad photo is not determined by taste it's not a determined by opinion a bad photo is determined by you missing your mark on mm -hmm. like well you know were you out of focus or yeah. like was that um you know your iso is just way over like way blasted high and so now your photo's grainy or like you know your white balance was off things like that mm. and so yeah that's what makes a bad photo i mean that's you know yeah but i think I when think positioning yeah could ruin a photo just because yeah oh yeah work. like arrangement and things like that yeah because, yeah, like, I think if you, like, follow the basic rules and I think, like, when you understand, like, you know, w where you're, you know, you're, um, oh, my gosh, rule of thirds. Like, if you understand the rule of thirds and you mm -hmm. understand placement, arrangement, depth, and, like, how this person should stand here versus how this person should, you know, whatever it might yeah. be. Once you understand those rules forwards and backwards, you can break them all you want. Mm -hmm. You can do whatever you want with your photos. Like, you can have you know what people call tasteful photos or like oh wow they did that very tastefully or like that's like they consider that art and things like that the, the people who stand outside the box are the people who understand the box mm -hmm. if you don't understand the box and there's no ability to get outside of it yeah because it's more by accident then yeah then it's like not on purpose yeah. if that makes sense <laughs> photographers developing a look yeah there are hundreds and hundreds and and thousands of photographers out there you know there are there are like millions right yeah. there's so many people who are out there who claim to be a photographer and almost every single one has a different look yeah every single one like somebody like could be bad you could get really close to taking photos like him but at mm. the end of the day you're going to take influence from him somebody else somebody else somebody else and then somehow mold that into your look yeah. You might get close, but it's going to be Josh's look not, no matter what. Like, yeah, he's insane. Um, but, yeah, like, so he has such, like, a distinct look that, like, you could probably look at that photo and be like, oh, yeah, that was shot by Cedric for yeah. sure. And, like, there's photos that I take and, like, more and more and more, like, I just keep leaning into this look that I've developed for, like, my portrait photos. And, like, mm -hmm. it's like, yeah, he – Ashton took those photos for sure. Yeah. Because it's like I put the sun – like, I put, like, sunbeams in almost every single one of my photos. Like, nine times out of ten, there is a glare from the sun somewhere. Um, like, nine times out of ten, deep blues turn into bright blues, and oranges turn into, like, deep oranges, and greens turns into, like, desaturated yellows and things like that. Mm. Like, I'm all over, like, I just have, like, such a specific taste. and But, like, every single photographer has such a different taste. Like, I don't know if you've ever heard of Brandon Wolfel, but Sounds familiar. he's a portrait photographer. He takes pictures of people. Mm -hmm. and you could look at any photo and instantly know that he took it because he had just has such a distinct look and also the camera he uses and things like that like he uses an icon couldn't tell you which one but he uses an icon yeah honestly and every single camera has like a different look like yeah. nikons have that look like softer brown looks and uh you know canon has that like their own unique color science that they like adapted or something yeah like that. which um you know i feel like that's what it really comes down to when people start debating over camera brands because mm -hmm. most of my buddies they have the sony a7 mm -hmm. mm. a7s mark one two three mark mark three mark three that's the newest one that just came out yeah okay my buddies all of them 
Okay. And I'm like, dude, I mainly I don't want to go with them cause, yeah. just because they all have it. Yeah. I want to be different. But I feel like that's the main difference between cameras. Is like their looks. Yeah. I yeah, mean, like their styles. I feel like that's the only thing nowadays. Yeah. Like uh, Canon, they just came out with the R3. And Sony obviously just recently came out with the Sony A7S Mark III. And I think, I mean, like, ability-wise, they probably have the same abilities. I haven't look, looked at the specs deeply, but, like, they're both mirrorless. They both have, you know, insane 6K, like, you know, recording capability and photo yeah. capability. And, like, you know, I think they're some massively large megapixel count and all that kind of stuff. And it's like, but I think the largest difference that what you're paying for, you're paying for two things. One, you're paying for the glass. Like, Canon glass, without a doubt, will always be better than any other lens. Like, you could buy a $100, 50-mil lens, and it's going to compete. If you know how to use it, it's going to compete with, you know, your $15,000 pieces of glass. I mean, I don't know. Sigma's kind of killing it. Sigma lenses are insane. The, yeah. the, but they're EF mount. They're built for Canons. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. You can get them for, like, Nikons and stuff, but Sigma originally created their line EF mount to be built for Canon. So it's like... Canon's doing it right. Hmm. I'm, but sometimes I find myself not loving the Canon look. It's too saturated. It's too yeah. this. It's too that. It's like sometimes I wish I had a different look, if you will. But that's why now you can just shoot and roll and do whatever you want in, in post. Mm -hmm. That kind of helps out a lot. Yeah. But your sensor size, I mean, that determines like your bokeh and your frames and your frame size and your crop size and all that kind of stuff. I mean, you get really, really deep into photography that's like just not needed. Well, I mean, you should still teach me that stuff because, you know, you're the best. I'm not the best. You're the best. I'm not the best. Dude. You're the best. I I know a minute amount of about photography in comparison to some other people. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, I mean, I'm not going to discount that I know information about photography. I mean, I, you know, like I have a job. Like, so therefore I do at least know something. Yeah. But... If I ever, and this goes back to the very first episode of the podcast, if I ever got myself to a position where I wasn't willing to keep learning, then that means I've already failed. Mm. I've already set myself up for failure if I'm not willing to keep learning. Right? Like, if you could probably go ask Andrew, who's making how much? Six figures? Seven? Is he making seven now? I have This much? He's making a lot. He's making a lot of money. And... You could probably go to him and ask him, like, okay, are you done growing? Like, are you done? No. And he would say no. Without a, no. without a doubt, he'd say no. And that is where, like, any successful person has never said they're done growing. Yeah. You're done growing when I'm dead. That's when I'm done growing. That's when I'm done learning. That's when I'm done pushing myself. Like, you know. And so, like, if I ever got to a point where I was like, I am the best photographer period come learn from me the whole point of this podcast is because i'm learning from you and then it just so happens that we're dialoguing about it you know mm, what i'm saying like yeah. this podcast isn't for me to tell the world i'm just better than everybody else this podcast is for me to learn and then to also share what information i do have i do have some information but like i'm learning from you therefore they're also learning. You know what I'm saying? Like we're all yeah. just learning at the same time. And if none of if if none of us were willing to continue to keep pushing, to keep learning, then we'll find ourselves stuck. And the one person who says yes to learning is the one person who's going to succeed. Mm. Okay. Somebody write that down. <laughs> write it down. Put it in the comments. Clip that. 
That was a clip for sure. Oh, 100%. Yeah, that's going all over the social media. Yeah. TikTok. It might be my ring. The podcast, believe it or not, does really well on TikTok. Really? Yeah. Like, what are your average views? Consistently getting 600 plus views on TikTok, which, no, for TikTok's sake, that's not a lot. Like, TikTok, you can get like hundreds of thousands of views. You got to remember. With some of the videos I recorded, we got 30 million views, and uh, it's like, I'm still trying to top that, and I'm never going to top that. Yeah, yeah. Like, it was an accident. But they are being received, because, like, some of my other content, like, it would get, like, 150, 150, you know, whatever. But then as soon as I released a podcast episode, 600 views. And then, like, from there, every single piece of podcast content has gotten 600, 500, something so like that. So which ones are the podcasts? Everything from the... the Ah, okay. All the way to the top is basically all podcast promotion. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I see it. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you're not doing bad. Just be consistent. Yeah, I think consistency is, like, the key to, like, social media. Yeah, and just remember with TikTok, I mean, dude. TikTok is is a a, a monster of content. Like, it's an overload of content. Yeah. I get I get nervous sometimes. I get on there, not for my sake, but I, like, I get on there. I'm, like, so overwhelmed. I'm, like, dude, you could just keep scrolling and scrolling yeah. and scrolling and scrolling. Like, it doesn't then stop. you click into the sound, oh. and then you can scroll, 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 scroll. It's, yeah. like, dude, there's, like, 30,000 videos just on one sound. It's, like, wow, this, that's... So the people who get famous, famous off of TikTok, much more impressive now. Now, now it's impressive. Yeah. Like your because there's so many people that your Addison Rae's, your you know your Charlie D'Amelio's, those people who are so freaking famous, so famous. Yeah, yes. I definitely agree with you. Like, no, but you, yeah, they they have so many more people that are trying to be TikTok famous, and mm-hmm. if you're able to break out of that, oh my gosh, yeah. I mean, but the thing is, you see a lot of people break out. Where do they go from there? Yeah, exactly. Like, one TikTok will die one day, period. It will yeah. die one day. I mean, everybody's accounts die one day. Facts. TikTok is not... There's one thing that I've seen consistent. YouTube is the current and it is the future, period. YouTube is the epitome of social media whatevers. People who are famous on it, yes, they leave, they come, they go, they, they whatever, yeah. right? But, but, I mean, you, I feel like the difference between TikTok, like, look... You have one person that a lot of people, you know, they once they get famous from one video, hmm. they're just going to redo the same thing. Yeah, it's the and same content because they because that's what blows up. And yeah. it's like, that's cool. But then themselves, after a year of making the same video, get burned out on it. And it just gets boring for you. Yeah. yeah as the, as the, you know, gives the viewer. Yeah. Yeah. Because, like, you know, like first time it's like, ah, oh, that's funny. Second yeah. time it's like, ah, oh, it's pretty funny. You did the same thing. And yeah. It's like, but like slightly third time it's like, all okay. Right, all right. Anything else? Are are you funny in any other way? <laughs> yeah, but I feel like with YouTube, it gives people the opportunity to do that much longer, though. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because like, like YouTube, like you could be a gaming channel. Yeah. You can play whatever game you want, but like that's your channel. Like you are a gaming channel, and like. Also with TikTok, try to have something that's going to capture your audience in the first whatever two, second, three, yeah. two seconds. Like yeah, you got to get them quick. Like that's why with logo, like we try to like be quick with what we're doing our Uh videos are 10 seconds long yeah never longer yeah just because nobody's gonna you know people are no people yeah don't people don't want long like the reason this podcast is being recorded is because this is for the people who want long form content yeah but then the people who don't is i take this episode and i probably have 20 pieces of content just out of this one episode yeah and it's like sweet and because i could probably release this entire podcast on tiktok but as long as i break it up into 15 second episodes Mm -hmm then that's how it will be consumed better. But if I were to release, you know, post a link on my TikTok to go watch a 30-minute video, I'll get probably two views, if that. Yeah. 
TikTok is just so weird because like TikTok will remember the bad videos you posted. They'll remember it. You might delete it, but they'll remember it. Facts. Like their algorithm you. is dirty. Yeah. Like they, yeah, that algorithm eats you up. And then Instagram, weird. It, the reels. Instagram, yeah. Instagram just announced that they are no longer a photography. Yeah. Which I think. Platform. And since we're, this episode is about photography, I think Instagram, and if anybody from Instagram ever listens to this podcast, I think what they're they're doing is hurting not only themselves, but they're also hurting creators. Yeah. Like, um, you know, you, when you think of Instagram, I don't think of videos. No, I don't I think, think of Instagram of reels. Photos. That's so stupid. The reels, I mean, they're just a knockoff of TikTok. They're just a knockoff of TikTok. TikTok. You literally sometimes see, like, the TikTok logo in the yeah. right and left corner. It's because they took from TikTok and just reposted it on their yeah, Instagram Yeah, and their algorithm is so weird. You might post a video. Mm-hmm. You'll, you'll think it's the worst video ever made but in the first week. Up. In the first week. Oh, yeah. You give it a week. Starts blowing up. Yeah. It's the weirdest thing. Because video content does better than photo content. Yeah. And also, I, I've, I've studied their algorithm enough to, like, kind of understand it. And, like, Instagram, they also won't push your photo onto, like, people's pages if it doesn't have a face in it as often. Really? Like, you're 30% less likely to get a photo onto somebody else's feed if it doesn't have a face. I want, I want to test this out. Like, that's really So go look at all your photos without faces. I guarantee well, you they performed oh, all of them poorly perform horrible all in the comparison to... Let's see. There's... Yeah. So why why yeah, why you look at that? To an extent. Yeah. Um, I don't... I mean, I only have one photo with a face sure. in it. But so, let's see. If I go, you know, first, what's going to pop up on my feed? Let's see. Okay. A video. A well, video. Instagram oh, a video. Yeah. Unknown that they're going to push videos more. Yeah, face. Yeah. That's so, uh, face, 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 product, face, face, video, video, face, product. <laughs> and, like, so let's particularly, like, let's just look at, like, if I were just to look at my feed. So, like, I posted a picture. I posted this photo. had, like, 100 likes. Cool. Posted another photo. I like that photo. 100 likes. I think these are some baller photos. They are. And I think a lot of people think they're baller photos too, but it's not being showed to people. As yeah. soon as I posted a picture of somebody's face, 250 likes. Every single time I will post a photo. 275 likes. As soon as I post it, what? I will go to another account and, you know, I look at my feed. And for some reason, my photo will always be the second one up there. It won't be the first one, even mm-hmm. though I posted it just then. Yeah. And it'll be some you know, seven hours ago post mm-hmm. and then my post under it. I'm really like, how do yeah. Like when you just posted it, like I'm just seven seconds see, ago, it yeah. gets shot down. It's like, what? I'm curious how does to see work? if I were to post a face uh-huh. of somebody, it stays up top. I, yeah. Uh, I wonder if that would That's interesting. Happen. Yeah. What if, you know, cause like Instagram probably with the faces, they have a, a software that detects a face. Oh, hundred percent. What if you figured out what triggers that software? Yeah. And then just started yeah. doing that. Like, yeah, w- people who understand, like, because I think half of social media is two things. There's two things that go into social media. One is talent. Mm-hmm. You have to be talented in some way, shape, or form. To two, two is understanding the algorithm. Yeah. It's not a 50-50 split, though. It's 70% understanding the algorithm, 30% actual ability. Yeah, but I feel like recently algorithms, they're not making sense anymore. No, I mean, they're Instagram, completely broken. Yeah, Instagram used to make sense, but now it's like... Yeah. And I think I think Instagram is like shooting itself in the foot because I think photographers. It used to be a place for photographers to have a portfolio. Yeah. It used to be, it 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 was a platform for to, for 
for photographers to be able to share their content, show their content and all this kind of stuff. And now just for people to be able to see their content, they have to abide by the rules of the algorithm. And it's, it's, it's killing one small channels and two, now all these photographers are going to other places like Visco and like they're going to other sharing platforms to show their content because they're actually willing to show photos and they're not they're not trying to cut them down and all yeah, this kind of but stuff. I mean, I think Visco started putting up videos now too. Yeah, kind of, yeah. They're like weird boomerang videos. But yes, you're right. Yeah. Because that's where the money is. And so I don't blame You can't blame it. I don't blame a social media company for saying, Hey, we need to start making videos or you're not gonna make money. Yeah. But on a where I think all of this ties back to is that this should be the world of photography, the world of social media now should be a world of passion. It was all built on passion originally. And I think if we go back to that original that, that original place of us just all being passionate about our work and wanting to share it, then I think we'll see these platforms start to kind of, kind of get like revitalized and things like that because now they're all kind of like shooting themselves in the foot. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if there's going to be an, like some, you know, app that makes a comeback from just sure. videos. Yeah. Like comes back and becomes like, oh, wow, like we're, we're photos again. Yeah. Yeah. Or just some app that died maybe uh-huh. that comes back and is like, hey, this is your place for photos. Do you know, here's always been my theory. Here's been my, here's been my theory. If you want to see TikTok die in 24 hours, re-release Vine. I don't think so. I think if you wanted to see TikTok die, re-release Vine, you're going to have not your TikTok stars. Your TikTok stars are going to stay on TikTok because they have brand deals. Mm. But your Logan Pauls, your, you know, Lele Pons, all those people who were like massive on uh, Vine are going to gravitate back towards that. And Vine is going to blow up in 24 hours just because the entire realm of what we used to love yeah. is all back in like in less than like whatever I, I do agree with that but i mean you look at vines that pop up on your tiktok feed and you're like these aren't funny anymore yeah these are very cringy well because and now a lot of people are trying to recreate vines yeah. like you see king batch still making skit videos it's like buddy <laughs> do something else yeah, like, like we, it's okay don't care. like move on yeah like it's okay you can move on life, and, and, but. and like i think somebody who i, I think one of the greatest businessmen Un, maybe po- unpopular opinion. I think one of the greatest businessmen and well-marketed man currently today is Logan Paul. Yeah. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. He is so well-marketed. Yeah, he got so, a fight with Mayweather. Like the the fighting, the the podcast. I mean, my homie is like massive. Yeah. For no reason. I mean, he's talented, sure, but like he doesn't make his funny videos anymore. How is he still massive? It's because he's like an insane entrepreneur he's massive in the nft investing realm which i don't really understand me neither well. i don't even want to get into it because i know once i know i get into it it's a wormhole i don't know anything about it i don't know anything about NFT. think of it like you're selling artwork yeah on, digitally on, yeah but that you can't have physically yeah like there there were some photographers that uh they like sold out to the world of like NFTs. Like Brandon North, uh, Brandon North in particular, like he is doing really well as a photographer, and he was like, "Oh, my new NFT line is coming out," and it's like, I don't get that's it. That's just not what you do. Like you're a photographer. Because think about it, you own an image. You own a digital image, might I add. 
Yeah, like, okay. And some of them are, like, GIFs or GIFs or whatever. Yeah, or <laughs> I saw one, it was, like, a Microsoft Paint one, and it, I think, it said either free or sold, and it was, like, in the worst handwriting ever. And that was the NFT. Yeah. Yeah, and there's, like, like there's all those dollars. NFTs that, like, Logan Paul, your, like, Nade Shot, they're all getting into these... It's like these digital guys are like pixelated eight bit whatever. I don't I don't remember the name of them, but like all of their like social media pages are that, and like they make NFTs that are like shifted around them, and it's yeah. like it's like wow, this is gonna be val- like what in the crap are you gonna sell this for? Like I understand crypto, without a doubt. I yeah, understand crypto I forward and backwards. I understand why it's popular. It's untraceable. It's 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 flawless. It's a flawless system. Crypto is perfect, but I don't understand NFTs and how they have any eternal value. Because what I, what when people originally pitched the idea of NFTs, I loved it. But now what it's become, I don't. Like the artwork, I don't yeah. l- love the artwork. But what I do love about NFTs is when people are like, oh, you can invest in a person. Like, so they could own a share of my assets. They could own a share of what I basically own. And so therefore, if I make money as a whole, if like Ashton Francis profits off of any big business deal, you also profit because you are a shareholder in Ashton Francis, not my company. Mm. That's where I loved the idea of NFTs. Uh, when you said assets, I thought it was the funniest thing ever. It was like, oh, Morgan Paul needs my house. I'm selling it. <laughs> I mean, think, of it like, think about it. Like, uh, like, I mean, particularly, you know, like let's say, yeah, you invested into me. And I think this is where the value in nfts are like so i could have a photo that represents my assets if that mm-hmm. makes sense like so like i have a p uh you know one of my nfts that i'm selling i sold it sell it as and you know like here here is one the photo that you get to have but it's also this is a reminder that you own a piece of my company you own a piece of my life basically mm-hmm. so now when i go make bukus of money that nft is worth a ton because I'm uh, worth a ton. Like that photo of whatever. whatever is worth a ton because I'm worth a ton. It's mm-hmm. not a direct representation of the product. It's a direct representation of what how successful I am. I like that. That I love. That you and if that's what it, if, if, if that's what if me. that's what it is, that's sweet. Yeah. You know, like let's say that Logan Paul made his own line of NFTs. Those would be very valuable. I would not buy one. But like, but let's say it was a, I don't know, will. a picture. It was like it was like you know a digital, I don't know, impulsive logo or whatever. Like that's his podcast. Yeah. Let's say it was that. I buy that for ten thousand dollars. He had he he goes he fights he fights Mayweather he wins he makes forty million dollars off the fight. That NFT, because he won and because of how much money just went into his bank account, that NFT went from $10,000 to $30,000. So now I can sell out. I can sell it back into Logan Paul. And now I just made $30,000 off of an NFT because he made money. A stock. Yes, it's a share of a person, not a share of a product. That makes a lot more sense. I thought it was just art trading community. It is. It is, it is, but, but like also it's like, but if you know what's deeper underneath yeah. that piece of that digital code that you have, it's it's just as untraceable as uh, That's crypto. That's really interesting. Like there are NFTs of a blockchain. There are NFTs of this, that, and the other. Like there are, you know, companies that like even photography companies, uh, media companies that have NFTs and, you know, they're like 3000 bucks. And the, yeah. I'm, but I'm investing into the company. Yeah, you're three thousand dollars basically. Investing in hopes that they will make 
more money. And then, therefore, that NFT raises in value. I'm going to make an NFT. Yeah. I'm not worth anything, but you guys should get our NFTs. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, it'll be useless. Wow. This really went from photography. This really went down a rabbit trail. Rabbit trail. That's what happens. That's all right. So, aliens. So, aliens, <laughs> right. <laughs> um. Have you listened to any Joe Rogan podcast? Joe you know Rogan's saying? podcast? I've listened to a few. I mean, I think the most famous one, like, with... Uh, Alex Jones. That was a big one. Uh, Elon Musk. And Joe Rogan's killing it. And, and the world of podcasts, I think, is a brand new thing. And that's why, like, I hopped on it. Because I think there was, there was like, I saw this person doing a podcast. I saw, like, Impulsive doing a podcast and all that kind of stuff. And I'm like, the world of long-form content is much more sought-after than I think we like realize because people are tired of just those small yeah small bursts of happiness or interest yeah they, they want something longer and also like they want people to dive in more yeah like we're having a dialogue we're having a conversation about whatever topic and that leads to interest that leads to like i don't have to watch a 20 minute video about this about filmmaking and then click on the next 20 minute video about filmmaking then click on the next one it's like no just give me an hour's worth of content yeah and i just kind of take all that in it's deep it's dive it's like the 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 meat and potatoes of whatever topic it is uh i listen to the film fit podcast or no that's my podcast <laughs> i listen to the film riot podcast uh i listen to oh my gosh why can't i think of it? it's casey neistat's podcast oh he's a podcast now yeah it's not it's there's he's like hit or miss some episodes he's on like some he'll go like three months without it really mm. doing podcast but when he does i love it yeah i like that so that's basically all the time that we have for today all right um josh thank you for coming on thank you for having um me. thank you guys for listening make sure that you tune in oh before you leave uh i'm go ahead and like and leave comments i don't really you can't really leave a comment on the podcast but like dm me um talk to me in person if you know me and let me know if you love the idea of live streaming the podcast because here soon i'm wanting to start a youtube live bring film fit back to youtube and start live streaming it both in video content and in audio again thank you for listening okay bye